So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me. This is No Pills, No Hunger. I'm Robin Wong. I'm so glad you're here. I wanted to pop in really quick and have a quick discussion about the perfect diet for those with type 2 diabetes, okay? And I put perfect in quotes because I've got to tell you, there is no perfect diet, okay? Uh, and you're going to go, what? You're always promoting the plant-based lifestyle. And yes, I am. I am. But it might be perfect for me and for my husband and for him, but that might not be ideal for you, okay? And so really the ideal eating pattern and that's really what a diet is when you from a, a dietitian standpoint diet is a pattern of eating it's not something you do okay like dieting and you know a perfect diet is only one that you can do for a lifestyle okay now are there ways you can um, have your pattern of eating better serve your body and give you a healthier outcome and you know, ward off disease and give you energy. Yes. Yes, there are foods and, and a pattern of eating that can do that. But a plant and a plant-based life lifestyle works for us, but it may not be for you. You know, you might want to do it half in or do it partly and just know that that actually does help. Okay. Eating um, less saturated fat and less um, animal products and less processed foods and oils can certainly improve your health, but does that mean you can never eat any of those foods ever again? No, there's no hard and fast rules, okay? So um, we know that uh, more rules and restrictions really don't work, okay? That's why meal plans typically don't work. I mean, they work for a while, because you can stay on them for a little bit, but but then life gets in the way. You get busy and you get drawn back into doing your old habits. And so those meal plans get kind of thrown this thrown away. Now, if those help you at first, start on your path and you can take parts of them and implement them into your life long term, then great. That was a success. But typically what I see happening with clients is, and this is why they end up with me, is they they do a meal plan or they do a diet. And it lasts for a while, and then and then they they go off of it, right? And so you want to find something that you're not going on and off again. You want to find something that works with your life that you can continue to do that provides you health and wellness. Okay. So uh, let me give you an example. Um, I have a client that uh, you know she 
had a lot of issues going on, cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, fatty liver, um, uh, high blood pressure, I mean, you name it, overweight. Uh, and so we started working together and it's like, didn't really think she could make the changes. I mean, she in her mind knew what a healthier way of eating, but had cravings and just had this lifestyle that she's busy and lives alone, doesn't want to cook and I mean, all these things. So we picked one thing, one thing to start working on. Let's work on breakfast this week. And this is actually what I do in my program because it can be so overwhelming to change everything at once. So let's just pick, you know, maybe you do it three days a week. Maybe you try to, you know, cut down maybe the first breakfast. If you're a big bacon eater, let's try to eat a little less bacon. I can tell you that's not a food that I would promote, okay? <laughs> I know people love bacon. It always shocks me they're still eating it. But um, so that's where you could start, okay? And But she really liked, this particular client really liked egg whites in, in the morning. She liked to put them up. And so I said, okay, uh, let's add vegetables to them. So now she's got her egg whites with um, spinach and bell pepper, you know, red bell pepper and all these other vegetables. So it's still in her habit and she enjoys it, but has it become um, a better option? Yes. Yes, it has. Because now we're getting some fiber in there and some um, antioxidants, all those things. So you see what I mean? It's, it's, it's um, taking what you do and then really trying to um, improve upon it. That's going to give you better health. Okay. Now, with that said, um, you know, I'm always going to promote eating more um, legumes, whole grains, fruits and vegetables. I just am because, and, and eating less, you know, of the saturated fats, the less of the animal products. But I also know that's not reasonable for everybody. I had an email from um, someone in my Facebook group that was like, I just can never imagine never eating meat again. I, is that what you're, propo you're proposing? And it's like, well, that's how I eat, but that's not what I think works for everybody, okay? And so if that's something that you just can't get your head around and you enjoy it too much, you know, let's work on ways that you can find that might um, work on lessening your insulin resistance, but also work with your lifestyle. Because if it doesn't work with your lifestyle, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it long term, okay? So, um, so I, like I said, the best pattern you can find is one that works with your lifestyle. And that takes into account, what is your life like? Do you travel a lot? Well, none of us did for a long time, but that's becoming the norm again. And people for work still traveled, um, okay? And so traveling makes it more difficult to stick to a regular eating pattern. And so it's like you have to take that in consideration. Are you in consideration? Do you work long hours? Like I had a client, very long hours, and didn't like to cook. Okay, she was tired at the end of the day, um, and she was lived by herself. So cooking for one wasn't as thrilling as it was for cooking for you know a partner. It wasn't collaborative. It wasn't cooking for a family, and and so it was very different. Um, because what, when you cook for yourself. I realized it involves now you have to get get your groceries, now you have to prepare it, now you have to cook it, then to clean it up, and that's before all before you even get to eat it, right? And really at the end of a long day, you really just want to sit down and eat and zone out, okay? So I, I understand there's more effort when you're doing whole foods um, and trying to eat, uh, in quotes, healthier. Um, but, you know, it, there's a saying that says you either 
you know, work on being well, give time to wellness, or you give time to illness later on. Okay. So it's a trade-off. It's, it's looking at the big picture long-term and yes, it's a habit that is awkward and difficult at first, but soon it becomes very automated. Okay. You just, and now this one client that I had struggled with it, it the struggle went on for a couple of weeks until we really found recipes that she learned and they were fast and she could make in, in batch in volume that she could eat repeatedly and freeze some. And, and so it's when you learn those skills, then you're like, oh, this becomes really automated and easy. And it's not taking any, it takes, you know, a little more time maybe, but not really. When I see the lines at the fast food, you know, restaurants, the drive-throughs when I drive by and I'm like, they're probably spending 20, mi 20 minutes in line to get their food. You could easily do that at a grocery store, right? And then if it's a quick recipe, cook it up and not much more time and have a much better outcome. Okay. A, it tastes better. It can be cheaper. Uh, well, I'm not sure. I don't even know what fast foods cost, but um, I'm told that they're not cheap. I mean, certain meals are, I guess. But um, my point is you they can at least be comparable. But in the long run, they're way better for you. Okay. So um, I just want, I really just wanted to pop in here and say, uh, first of all, I'm not militant about the plant-based lifestyle. I don't want people to think that I am. Uh, yeah, I love it. I do. I find it so much easier. I find it um, just a no-brainer where you don't have to count the carbs and, and worry about that. You just know that I don't eat animal products and that and or processed foods, and it leaves the whole rest of the, you know, the supermarket open to me. Um, but for not everybody, that's not, not the case. And I understand that. So I guess I have to say, I would probably allow people to be more flexitarian, which means they're able to, or I call it opportunist. Like my husband, my son's and one of my sons is an opportunist. When there's meat, he'll eat it. If not, he won't, um, you know, just kind of, he, he's not really that worried about it. He doesn't buy it for himself, but if he goes someplace and it's served, he, eats it. It's not a big deal, right? Um, but he also doesn't have any health issues. <laughs> okay. Not yet anyway, because he's young. Um, but you know, really your your goals should dictate what you do. And then just know when you have type 2 diabetes, um, you have a little less wiggle room. Okay. And I what I really want to have happen for um you is that this fight with type 2 diabetes goes away. This fight between um, it and the foods you choose, right? Um, you know, having this, this um, type 2 diabetes and then this, these rules around, I can't eat these foods, because when those happen, it becomes just constant battle, and it just is exhausting. It's flat out exhausting. And because, and I get it, I, I know, because every food choice, every food choice you make is, it shows up on your meter later, right? And so you have this instant feedback of whether you, you know, and I'm putting this in quotes, did good or bad. And I want to take that away. Oh, it's a moment in time. Okay. So if you're eating a pattern most of the time and, and you're eating, you're making healthy choices and you're doing well, don't let that spike, you know, freak you out because, you know, the overall picture is, is, you know, in your, where you want to be in that, in your healthy zone. Okay. And I want to take this battle away of, um, you know, 
around food and mealtime because it just flat out is exhausting and it takes the joy of eating away. Um, and no one else gets that. If they're not living with type 2 diabetes, they don't get it. They don't realize that everything you put in your mouth, you're wondering, is this going to spike me? Or what are my numbers going to look like? Or how many carbs is this? I mean, they don't get it. They just don't. Okay. And I don't, I get it from, from a, um, a, a person watching someone that lives with it. I don't even really get it because I don't live it every day. I, you know, I don't, I, I, it work with type two di you know, people with type two diabetes and I live with my husband, but it's really not internalized for me. Okay. So I try and I do my best and I, um, you know, but I also know that it's different living with it. And, um, and I, I can speak from a chronic illness though, because I, I have a lung issue. And so when you're coughing all the time, people don't get that either. Right. And so I mean, I understand, I mean, yeah, I, I look at everything from an allergen standpoint. It's like, Oh, if I go pet that dog, or if I go into this environment, it's going to trigger me to start coughing. And, did I, and do I have medicine on board? Am I taking my, you know, so I understand, am I going to have an asthma attack or, you know, whatever I, so in a, so it's, 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 it really is similar. Okay. It's not food related, but it's environmental related for me. And so I understand the struggle and you, it's just something you live with all the time and you, you reassess things very differently than people that don't have that. Okay. Like I went to a friend's house recently who has dogs in the house. Well, I knew I was going, so I made sure I had taken some medicine before I went and and she's telling me when we're there, my dogs are hypoallergenic. You should, you know, all these things. Okay, I get it. But I also still came prepared because I know what triggers me. And I don't care. Any dog triggers me, okay? So um, you just learn that. And so they give you the best advice. And they these friends are well-meaning. But they just don't get it. Okay, I understand. So I, I digress. So really what I want to tell you, let's get back to diet because I love talking food. Um, there is no perfect diet. The, the, the perfect lifestyle and perfect eating pattern for you is one you'll follow and one that you can work into your lifestyle. Um, you know, not only with your lifestyle, but it's like your preferences. So we all have comfort foods that we like. Now, what is yours? And maybe you can make that comfort food, you can prepare it a different way that makes it um, more friendly to your um, type 2 diabetes, okay? So be kind of investigative about that and just look and see, is there a way I can tweak this to make it actually work? Like for me, I look at everything and go, wow, can I uh, cut the fat out of that? And can I veganize that and make it, you know, get the meat out and, and, and then make it still taste as good and fulfilling and all those things, just keep all the flavors. Cause really the flavors come from the spicing, right? Um, so, and still you know, have that delicious food that we used to enjoy, but now it's actually something that works with our, our new norm, our new normal. Okay. So just know that there's ways of doing that. It, and if it, it takes a little work at first, but it gets easier. So, but you know, the comfort foods, the cultural foods, traditional foods, ethnic foods, all of those things. Um, um, my husband is from, um, a, you know, he's a, a Chinese American and he grew up eating white rice, lots of white rice. And as a type 2 diabetes, you know, diabetic, uh, he uh, 
you know, it was like, oh, I got to stay away from that. Well, we did, that. we realized there's no fiber in it and all that. So we do eat um, brown rice now, but it was a transition for him. I had to mix it half and half and do all these things. And, and now he really enjoys it much more, but, um, but, you know, it, it was a, a work in price, you know, it was, it was some work. So just know that. But what you can do to get started is you can start choosing foods that are less processed, okay? Um, that means they don't come in a package so much and they have less oil. Start looking at your oil content. Um, start, you know, reduce fast food and junk food. We all know that those aren't healthy for us, okay? They don't bring you anything um, nutritionally um, sound, okay? <laughs> They're just... They're pleasure foods, and I would even argue that they're not even that pleasurable, honestly, um, but you could reduce those, so you can start there, um, and then start integrating. Remember, I've talked to you about when you take something out, put something in, so, you know, if you know, put in whole foods, more um, uh, legumes and, and um, fruits and vegetables and whole grains, okay? Maybe you take your Wonder White Bread and replace it with the whole grain bread, and if you have type 2 diabetes, I know that's scary, but you could replace it with rye or pumpernickel. Those are lower glycemic indexes, right? And just, you know, eat, eat less of it, I suppose, and see what it does with your blood sugars because everyone's different. We all have the same parts, but everyone's different. And so what spikes one person may not spike you and vice versa. So it's really a trial and error. And then, and then add some exercise. Um, you know, weight resistance the, if your muscles are strong, they take up more blood sugars, right? Um, and so just know that moving your muscles makes a difference. And whether that's walking, whether that's, you know, going into your pantry and finding some heavy cans and doing some bicep curls and lifting them or some jugs, you know, and lifting them and just, you don't have to go to a gym. Okay. It's just movement, just movement that's maybe out of the ordinary for you. Um, there's a lot of chair exercises because if your feet bother you, there's a lot of chair exercises you can do if you're on YouTube or you can find those or just um, know that there's a lot of variations you can do. So is the, the goal is to work with your parameters and with um, and make small changes. Um, and I say this because what you've been doing isn't working. I mean, I'm assuming it's not because uh, – you know, how you were eating um, triggered type 2 diabetes. And so now we want to um, lessen those foods that have triggered it. And we know those to be the processed, high saturated fat, oily foods, fried foods, and um, work away from those into foods that um, don't have those, those ingredients, right? And so you want to work away from the saturated fats. You want to work away from the, the dairy products. But if you can't do it all in, just do it in small amounts, okay, and find what works for you. I have another client that she eats uh, pretty much vegetarian um, or plant-based, uh, no cheese, uh, most of the week. And then on, um, you know, those nights that she's home really late and, and just want something easy, she'll have a piece of fish with all of her vegetables. And the size of her fish, she cuts them now in half, so it's less. And she has a lot more vegetables, a lot more, you know, grains and that sort of thing. So that works for her. 
So like I said, she she's not 100% plant-based, and that's okay. It's still She's still seeing results. She's still losing weight. She's still got lower blood sugars. Her She's off her blood pressure medicine. I mean, so the point is, is she's made a huge shift from the way she was eating, which was cheeseburgers and french fries. And um, she's way more satisfied now. And she's way happier with her life because she has her energy back. Her numbers are going the right direction, all those things. So do what you can, okay? Start where you can. Choose something that you can be consistent with and then know that you're going to have times where you're going to be out and go, ah, nothing I can eat. What's the best choice I can make? Or your friend's going to bring you a treat. Enjoy it. Eat it. Enjoy it. Okay? And know it's going to show up on your meter later, but it's okay. It's a snapshot in time. The pattern of eating is, is um, what we're looking at. And so I just want that struggle around food and, and having type 2 diabetes to kind of um, soften and just learn that, okay, there's going to be ups and downs and there's going to be spikes and not. And, and it's just, it's just part of the flow. Okay. So I hope that helps. And just, I'm sorry, there's no perfect diet. <laughs> there's just not. The one that's the best is the one that you will follow. I mean, the, the eating pattern you can follow and work into your lifestyle. I, like I said, I, for us, the perfect, the in quotes, perfect diet is a plant-based lifestyle. Um, but that's us. That's that's it for us, and we've gotten results off that. But if you can't follow that long term, it's not perfect for you. Okay, just know that. So whether you're a flexitarian or you're a three day a weeker or um, just like an opportunist like my son, then choose and just do what you can, and just know that um, if you're avoiding the processed foods, the fast foods, the junk foods, that's a huge start. Okay, that's a huge start. Um, and soda, get rid of soda, okay? And even diet soda, get rid of diet soda. But I'll do another thing on that because um, people with type 2 diabetes are pushed to the low sugar foods and those aren't always a great option. So, all right, I hope you have a great day. Keep choosing plants if that's what you're choosing. And uh, until tomorrow, um, thank you for joining me. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well and you can show them you care about their health by sharing these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.